0: Hello, everybody! Welcome back, season two, episode two, of Before the Downbeat: A Musical Podcast. We are back once again for another big musical. This is a really, this is a really iconic show we are tackling today. And in case you don't know, Autumn, what are we doing today? What is the show?
1: We are doing the Dance Sensation about murder and mayhem. Chicago. Five, six,
2: seven, eight.
0: He had it coming. You he did. had it coming. He only he had a few players. Yep. Sure. That's true. And all that jazz, yeah. Razzle Dazzle. Oh yeah. This is this this is an iconic show. And Autumn, you chose this musical. I did. In your initial list of, of musicals, I, when I, I asked There you, are
1: so many other musicals I would have chosen in front of this, but oh well. The Dancer Child. My, my younger self loves this musical mm-hmm. because of the dancing. I yeah. think that is the big sell on this musical. It is Fosse, 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 Fosse Yes. And I love some Fosse. So yeah. that is why I chose it. Perfect.
0: That's a great reason to choose it right there. And Fosse has a very interesting history with this musical to say the least. Yeah, there's quite there's quite a lot of baggage with this show. Yeah, yeah. Between him and Gwen Verdon, which we'll get into. And so Autumn, why don't you give us a quick kind of plot rundown of what is this show for people who don't know what Chicago is?
1: Um, it's it's kind of a satire. I mean, I guess, and we're into the world of satire. Mm -hmm. Um, Velma Kelly has committed murder. She's in jail. Yeah, and Roxy Hart commits murder and is in jail, right. and they're competing to see who can get the most publicity, and that's basically it. And then they're both kind of exonerated mm-hmm. and free. And then what? Yep. They're not interesting anymore, um or are they though? Or are they not as interesting? Because the musical ends with them on
0: top yeah with a killer jazz end, and i think that's a, a reflection this musical is a reflection of our views on crime in media yeah. um like this I, the, the, this is a big one sure. like,
1: like
0: this sure. this is a mirror musical where, where where it holds the mirror up to the world and goes People
1: what are you doing are fascinated with murder yes they're fascinated about i look at I am going to say this on air mm-hmm. that I think everyone has the capacity for evil deeds. Oh, absolutely! And we all have that. I, that's what makes us fascinating—whether mm-hmm. or not we can keep it in check. And yeah, you know, like what what puts us over the edge? I'm fascinated. I my favorite podcast, other than this one, is uh, my favorite murder. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the murders and it talks about the murderers and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to piece it together. And I like what turns a person to commit a heinous
0: crime? Mm -hmm. Well, apparently Roxy, all all that was needed was that her affair had to end. But he also beat her a little bit. So did in the movie version, he does. I don't know if, that's directed. I've never seen a stage production. I was excited <laughs> to see the Stratford one that was coming, just to see what the stage show was going to look like. Um
1: I have, so. yeah, and yeah. I mean,
0: is he abusive? The right? <laughs>
1: but think about it. Like, think about like what that does to a person's soul when someone just uses you for sex. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, does it, how? Like, if you have the wrong personality, that's gonna push you over the edge. Yeah. So I think. I think that's why I'm intrigued with this musical is that it's mm-hmm. it's what makes a person flip and then when they flip what how do they continue the novelty act that they've mm-hmm. become yes like the attention like it is a circus yeah I recently watched a documentary on Ted Bundy oh. and
3: how, <laughs> like, he, he played
1: the media so well but they bought it.
0: Yeah. They well, look it. at OJ. Yeah. That's like the most notorious example of a murder trial gone haywire. The,
1: where the, the media, media just went crazy. The media loves it. But we've always, as humans, mm-hmm. been attracted to to heinous crime. Well, like, look at Leo Frank in Parade, right? The, well, the
0: sure. community eats up the murder.
1: Leo Frank. You just look mm-hmm. at like a history of any older city, like London. Yeah, and executions people, were
0: were entertainment.
1: They were they were a party. There yeah, hot dog stands and there, you know they'd mm-hmm. sell like things on sticks to cheer cheer it on. Yeah, and I I ah I it and it, it people got hit, trampled trying mm-hmm. to get a good seat. Yep to watch someone swing, uh, to die, Mm -hmm. like to Mm -hmm. die, that's the, the, yeah. So I think that's so interesting and it's, it's kind of a, you know, a remark on the media and the legal system, this musical, the, the, the satire against the legal system and how, sometimes it is just not just yeah absolutely and like i've been through my own legal things and i i am amazed sometimes at the system and people playing it and yeah it's Mm -hmm. and what what is viable what is the line that Mm -hmm. this person will like versus this i it is a circus it's yeah. a, so this musical is like wow in that way yes it is nailed it nailed mm-hmm. it yep they did but
0: yeah okay autumn so then who is our creative team because we got a whole new team this That's time it's a whole new team yeah because we didn't do fossey in season
1: one don't, so we haven't even well, touched fossey no, no we didn't no we haven't no. even touched sir bob over there yeah so this is a candor and ebb Musical, great like prolific, amazing duo. Okay, so John Kander, born in Kansas City, Missouri. His father worked in his father-in-law's egg and poultry business. Great business, always. I know, (laughs) hilarious, right? But instilled a love of arts at an early Mm -hmm. age for for his kids. Mm -hmm. They went every year to New York uh, to see theater. Yeah. How cool is that? He went to Westport High School mm-hmm. and then transferred to the Pembroke Country Day School. Then he went into the Merchant Marine Cadet Corps and left, but yeah. then went off to the Korean War. Wow. Yeah, he was he was forced back into active duty. But he remained in New York for that active duty after a physical revealed scars on his lungs. Oh, so he was he was discharged. Okay. He studied music at Oberlin College and at Columbia University, and he earned his master's from Columbia. Love it. After his studies, he went on as a rehearsal pianist for West Side Story. His first produced musical was A Family Affair, written with James and William Goldman. Mm-hmm. And that same year, he met Fred Ebb. Okay. Uh, yeah. And candor here we go. And they wrote my coloring book together, mm-hmm. uh, which was made popular by a recording from Sandy Stewart. And their second song, I Don't Care Much, was made famous by Barbara Streisand. Love it. Cool. Babs. So they wrote they wrote they wrote songs together initially. It wasn't a musical, it was a song. Okay. Um, okay. Then in 1965, they wrote music for their first show on Broadway, *Flora the Red Menace*, produced by Hal Prince. Hal Prince, of course. <laughs> directed by a George Abbott. Okay. Um, and good team. Uh, it was the musical in which Liza Minnelli made her Broadway debut. Liza. And they've they and then they continued writing for her and of course Chita they, Rivera. they wrote era they wrote chicago the rank mm. kiss of the spider woman mm. we are going to get to a lot of their shows we have a lot of their shows on mm. our coming season i'm a big fan of kiss the spider woman and it's coming um, on really soon they produce special material for liza with fuzzy they're awesome they're yes, really they great um candor's first musical without ebb the Landing with lyrics by Greg Pierce premiered off Broadway at the uh, Vineyard Theater in October of 2013. There it's you pretty go. Recent. Mm-hmm. And it starred David Hyde Pierce. Oh. And Julia Murney. So. Okay. Good cast. Yeah. yeah. Some, some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Fred, Frederick Ebb over there, was born in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um and nice family he worked uh in the uh 1950s uh bronzing baby shoes i thought that was a good fun fact as a trucker's assistant and he was also (coughs) employed in a department store credit office and a hosiery company i have full respect for this man Mm -hmm. that he has all the joe jobs
0: He has to, like, like, like that's the reality of
1: of theater life. But most people just go, oh, yeah, I was a waiter. True. Okay. He brown shoes, was a trucker's assistant, (laughs) and worked as a store credit uh, person in a hosiery company. Very, (laughs) very Joe jobs. Uh, Got his... uh, Bachelor degree in English Lit from New York University and his master's degree in English from Columbia. Very perfect. perfect. Um, what else? Um, he, he wrote these with candor, obviously, but then he also collaborated with Phil Springer early on, the song I Never Loved Him Anyhow, and was recorded by Carmen McRae in 1956. Uh, the, the two also wrote Heartbroken, which was recorded by Judy Garland. Of course. And another one was Moonlight Gambler and Never the Less. I never lost the blues.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so he he did a lot of he he had a lot of collaborators, which is great. But then when he met Candor That was it. Off to the races, yeah. So we've talked about Candor and Ed. Now yeah. we are going awesome. to talk about Robert Lewis Fossey,
3: <laughs>
1: a.k.a. Bob or Bobert, if you want to go that route. It's up to you, sure. whatever you choose. He was an American dancer. He was mm-hmm. a musical theater choreographer. He was an actor. He was a theater and film mm-hmm. director. He Star did- of a TV show. Yeah. fossey Verdon. It- Pajama Game, Mm -hmm. he did Chicago, he Mm -hmm. did Cabaret. Damn Yankees. He did Pippin, he did Damn Mm -hmm. Yankees, he did Sweet Charity. You know, he revolutionized dance. Yeah. He had his own distinctive style, turned in knees and jazz hands. Jazz hands were his his thing and shoulder pop. Like it was, it's all subtle. It's subtle. His, his choreography is so subtle and Mm -hmm. specific. Yes. It's like Uda Hagen doing text. Mm -hmm. His Mm -hmm. choreography compares to Uda. I can't believe I'm saying that, but (laughs) it is. It's so, it's so simple. It's, mm-hmm. he, it's a masterclass in movement. He's, he was nominated for four Academy Awards mm-hmm. and eight Tonys for his choreography. Mm-hmm. Didn't he win the Academy Award for, for Cabaret? It won he Best did. Picture. Yes, he did. He won Best Director. Yeah. Crazy. He was recruited into the Navy during the okay. end of World War II, but he was placed in the variety show Tough Situation, which toured Naval Base's which is awesome. Why not? Yeah. Cool, buddy. That worked. After the war was done, he moved to New York. He wanted to be the new Fred Astaire. Success, I would mm-hmm. say. I would mm-hmm. say success. He performed in your hit parade. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis saw his act that he did with Marianne Niles. hmm And they brought mm-hmm. him onto the Colgate Comedy Hour. Okay. And basically, he accredits Jerry, Jerry Lewis. For him starting his career as a choreographer, he's done Damn Yankees. He did, and all the ones we've talked about. Yeah. And How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying mm-hmm. became a hit. He choreographed that. Pippin mm-hmm. Chicago, Pajama Game, Damn Yankees, Sweet Charity. Yeah. So good. I love that musical.
0: Yes. Cabaret.
1: Oh, just directed Lenny about Lenny Bruce with Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And then he co wrote and directed his semi autobiographical film, All That Jazz.
0: Right. And that starred Roy Schneider. You're welcome. As well as uh, Jessica Lange. Yes. As as the Angel of Death. It
1: is a very odd film. It is. It's kind of, I watched it when I was very young. I don't think I should have been watching it. I think my mom's like, you dance and you can watch this because it's called All That Jazz. Not appropriate. <laughs> Not appropriate at all. Just to reiterate, he's he really did have a distinctive style, the turn in knees mm-hmm. jazz hands, the fossy amoeba that we see. Yes. Such, like, I call it the clump. I like yeah. the clump. Mm-hmm. amoeba clump I like amoeba that's great yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was mm-hmm. called an amoeba I love that <laughs> yes. uh, yeah sideways shuffling the mm-hmm. slight rolled shoulders mm-hmm. and the jazz hands they were yeah. Yeah. a huge part of his Him. yeah repertoire, his uh, repertoire uh, of moves and yeah um the way he he choreographed so mm-hmm. great Awesome. He's
0: almost like the anti-Jerome Robbins in his choreography, because Jerome Robbins is very balletic and very
3: It's, um, huge. And,
0: and it's huge. Huge moves, leaps, jumps, big kick flatte kicks, and Robin and Fossey is in and down to the ground and insular. Yeah,
1: they're, but they're both super effective.
0: Yes. Like it just depends Robin, on what you're going for.
1: Robbins, it's kind of like a massive excavation. Yes, and with Fosse, it's like this little picking mm-hmm. at to unearth something much bigger, but it's it's it takes much longer. Yes, but it's m- really interesting mm-hmm. to watch.
0: And you forgot to say who he was married to. Uh, who he wasn't just,
1: he married to?
0: Like, well, there are two Gwen big Homer. names that he was with.
1: Well, he have, was with
0: Gwen Verdon. Yes, one of the I one of the forgotten divas of Broadway
1: and. Ann and Re- redneck, Nick. mm-hmm. redneck. Did you call her redneck? No, Renick. No, it's Raking. Raking. There you go. Anne Re- Raking. <laughs> Anne Red. Do you have a bye? What are you trying to say about Anne? <laughs> and I first heard about Anne Raking when she did Annie the movie. Yes,
0: that's right. She played. I yeah, we love, talked about it. She played Grace
1: Farrell. Love Anne Raking so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And, ah, uh, she's so good. Yep. So good. Yes, she is. But I, th- I
0: like Gwen a little bit more. I think Gwen was very yeah. instrumental. Well, and also Gwen was very instrumental in creating the Fosse style, because she, as shown in the show Fosse Verdon, was yeah. instrumental in honing in Fosse, in, in bringing his ideas to the screen and to into the stage uh and just being right. able to work with him and understand what he was wanting to achieve because he cause he, cause he got frustrated with people because he wasn't able to communicate well what he wanted and Vernon was able to go no he wants this and he go ah okay got it
1: yeah like and that's maybe, why they worked together yeah.
0: for so long
1: she was able to articulate his vision correct which is she yeah pretty outstanding because mm-hmm. i his mind's he's a genius Yeah, but with his genius came certain problems. Correct. Exactly.
0: Watch the show Fossey Verden while you're in quarantine, and you will get a full view of what their relationship was and what they achieved because they. I have yet yet to do
1: that, but I am Autumn
0: Smith. You're in quarantine right now. You have the time of your life to do it. I know.
1: Are you ready for some
0: production history?
1: Yes, please bring it. Okay.
0: Bring it on. So we start our production history all the way back in 1924. What? That, this, that's where this all began. So the musical Chicago is Ooh. based on the play of the same name by, by reporter and playwright Maureen Dallas Watkins. And she was assigned to cover the 1924 tri- uh, trials of the accused murderers Beulah Annan and Belva Gartner for the Chicago Tribune. Annan, the model for the character of Roxy Hart, was 23. And she was accused of murder on April 3rd, 1924, when she murdered Harry Castaldot, who served as the basis for Fred Casely, the character that Roxy murders. And the Tribune reported that Anna played the Foxtrot record "Hula Lou over and over for two hours before calling her husband saying she killed a man who tried to make love to her. Her husband, Albert Annan, inspired the character of Amos Hart. And Albert was also an auto mechanic who bankrupted himself to defend his wife, only to have her publicly dump him the day after she was acquitted. Velma Kelly is based on Gartner, who was a cabaret singer and society divorcee. The body of Walter Law was discovered slumped over the steering wheel of Gartner's abandoned car on March 12, 1924 and two policemen testified that they had seen a woman getting into the car shortly thereafter her gun, and heard gunshots. A bottle of gin and, automatic, and, and, and an automatic pistol were found on the floor of the car. Lawyer, uh, lawyers William Scott Stewart and W.W. W. O'Brien uh, were models for a composite character of Chicago lawyer Billy Flynn. Uh, just days apart, separate juries acquitted both women. And, and this Maureen Dallas Watkins covered both trials. And that oh is how she- Oh my God. And that's how she got the inspiration for Kay. this play that she wrote. You are a walking musical theater library. <laughs> so continue on in the story. So the play came out after the trials in 1924. And in 1926, the play was, was produced in, uh, uh, as a silent film by Cecil B. DeMille uh, in 1927. Oh. And then it was adapted for the screen again in a film called Roxy Heart, starring Ginger Rogers, in 1942. Yes. And in this yes. version, Roxy wasn't innocent of murder that she was charged with, so she so she was wrongly accused. And then in the 1960s, Gwen Verdon read the play and asked her husband Bob Fosse about the possibility of creating a musical uh, adaptation. Because at that point, they'd already separated. By this point in their history, so they weren't together. But she brought the project to him. Gwen Verdon was the one who championed the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thought it was a star vehicle for herself, playing Roxy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and so she was really uh, the one who brought the creative team together. She wanted to adapt the film, to adapt the uh, 1926 play into a musical, uh, with Fosse as director and choreographer, herself as Roxy, and with Kurtner and Ebb writing the music and lyrics. She wanted to do the project in 1962. Uh, however, she approached Watkins, the playwright, during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, to try and get the rights from her. And Watkins uh, turned her down saying, how can we talk about this piece of fluff when we have guns aimed at us? (laughs) So the project kind of lay dormant and then Fossey continued to approach Watkins because he also was interested in the project, but she repeatedly declined. However, upon upon her death in 1969, her estate sold the rights to producer Richard Fryer, Verdon, and Fossey. So... And then Canternet began working on the musical score, modeling each number on a traditional vaudeville number or vaudeville performer.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This format made explicit the show's comparison between justice and show business and uh, contemporary society by basing character songs on pre-existing showbiz tropes and presenting them in and out of the story. On Beyond Chicago offers two things occurring at once: each character makes a statement about him or herself, while the show makes a statement about the character. So. Multi level songwriting. Fantastic.
1: I love it. Right? I love it. <laughs> Talking about this has, has renewed my love. I was very uncertain. Like I watched the movie and I was kinda like, oh, why did I choose this? It's because I was a dancer. <laughs> I just I wanted to like somebody in it. And yeah. ugh, I wanna like Amos, but oh like he's so dumb. We'll get into Amos. We'll get into
0: Amos. There, there there's a lot to get into. Poor Amos. I know, I know. This poor real man, though. Like this happened. It did. It did. There was a real Amos Hart, or or, or Annan, as as he was known, Andy, Andy Annan, Andy Annan, who bankrupted himself for a wife who publicly denounced him and left him the day after she got out of jail. How do you get over that? You don't. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a tragic and history. that does the that's justice
1: system go? Probably not. Like, they never go oops when they make a mistake the other way, when they put someone innocent in jail. No. But do they go oops when they make them, oh,
0: no, well. Well, see, justice is blind. Yeah, justice is blind. So, yeah. So the creation process itself was strained as Fosse and had separated and their relationship, while collaborative, was very explosive. Fosse felt Verdon was too old for the role of Roxy, and he continually adjusted the choreography. For example, in the song "We Both Reached for the Gun," it was originally a very complex dance number. However, Verdon couldn't keep up physically with the uh, with the number, and so Fosse, in the, in the middle of, of choreographing it, changed it to having her sit on Jerry Orbach, who played Billy Flynn's lap, and have her act as a, as a ventriloquist doll instead so basically he sidelined her for the younger dancers which but mind you that made that number work so there may be something to it
1: i like it i like
0: it too but when you watch that scene in in the show you can see how hurt she is by the way he's treating her because he doesn't do it nicely he does it very Um, harshly
1: i i don't know if he's a nice
0: man yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he was overly nice. Right, so Verdon was understandably hurt by these changes. Verdon was still the professional, though she didn't approve an alternate for the role as she deemed it unprofessional and performed the show eight times a week. Really cool, go, girl? Yeah, so to help alleviate some of the pressure on Verdon, they increased the role of Velma Kelly. So they expanded it, and to do that, they brought in the wonderful Cheetah Rivera to play the foil to Gwen Verdon's Roxy Hart.
1: I love Cheetah, eh?
0: Oh, she was fantastic. Ugh, man, yeah. and the development of Velma Kelly actually opened the door to further developing the plot and other characters of the show, as it lent Chicago the excitement of a diva collision. So it gave. So when you watch the, if you read the uh, 1926 play, Velma Kelly's a very small side character. She's not a major player of the show. Hmm. But with the expansion, it gave a whole new kind of way to go about it. It gives new angles for them to explore. Ferdinand Riv- and Riviera share top billing. Jerry Orbach coming in on the second line. <laughs> wow. And for yeah. those of you who don't know, Jerry Orbach is mm-hmm. of Law and Order fame. He starred in the Fantastics, as well as he is the voice of the Lu- of Be- Lumiere yeah. in Beauty and the Beast. B.
2: Oh. Guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot or Why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me, ask the dishes. Oh,
0: so, he is wonderful. I know, I miss him. He's wonderful. Unfortunately, he died of prostate cancer in the early 2000s. Very sad. Yeah. But he, he is a wonderful addition to the show as well.
1: Flynn, like there's something about him.
0: Oh, he totally rocks the Billy Flynn mustache and sleaziness of Flynn. It's wonderful. Other changes was when in adapting the 1926 play was Fosse chose to make Flynn a more active character than he is in in the original play. Fosse took inspiration for Flynn from real life producer Charles Froman, who like Flynn oozed opportunism yet gave off an air of mastery. Flynn was elevated to being in total command of the action and unlike other characters of the show, is answerable to no one. So, yeah. So while Roxy is the protagonist, it's her story. It's Flynn directing it. Like Flynn is the one who, and also gives the show's defining number, which is razzle dazzle. So Flynn is really the orchestrator of this story. Kind of steering Roxy. is. Actually, that is. Ooh, snaps to that, snaps to that. Paralleling him and Vernon. I love it. Mm-hmm. Another character who got a major upgrade was the character of the Matron, uh, who was Mama a very- Martin. Exactly. She became Matron Mama Morton. The new name was also referenced to Sophie Tucker, who had one of her theme songs, which is I Am the Last of the Red Hot Mamas. So that's where they got that name from.
3: Love it. Yeah.
0: There was another character named Harry Glassman, who was created to be a MC Master of Ceremonies and act as an amorly uh, character uniting Chicago's world of crime with that of entertainment. Actor David Rounds was cast in the role and they even staged uh, his part until during the New York previews, Foster realized the show needed to be tightened and saw Glassman's introductions could be split between other co- company members and his liaison's work between the murderesses and the entertainment industry could be reassigned to Mama Morton. So mm-hmm. Fosse made the changes and cut Roundman and Glassman altogether. So poor guy,
1: devastating. It's too totally Yeah, like oh, I've got all this work. No, oh, you don't. I've got nothing. They cut yeah. me out of the show. That's awful. Yeah, I, I can't think of a. That's awful. Yeah, that's awful.
0: Browns, uh, was hurt by these changes and was quite upset to lose his big number, which was 10%, which was a number all but him being the liaison between murderesses and entertainment industry. So very
1: tragic. Uh, it's a little too obvious. I'm glad yeah. that they cut it. Yes. But I feel bad for the actor.
0: Yeah. Fosse filled the chorus with a lot of his regular dancers, many of whom were alum from the musical Pippin there was another new character that was created just for the show to represent the news and that was the cross-dressed character of mary sunshine and the whole point of the character was to was that this character was dressed in a skirt and fussy top with a sort of sweater studded with cotton balls and flat and a flowery hat and she was meant to pique the audience's curiosity to dare their suspicions fossey wanted to warn audiences that to be more alert, to take nothing for granted, especially the reliability of the news media. Fosse wanted audiences to think the media was to be just as unreliable and crooked as the politicians that they followed. And audiences and characters during the trial were shocked when Flynn unmasked Sunshine and stripped her down to her boxers during Flynn's closing arguments in the show. And in the movie, they gave that role to Christine (laughs) Baranski. Which is fine. Which is is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well that character works today with our with our current with, with our more progressive LGBTQ plus representation. I don't know if this character still works. I haven't seen the stage show, so I can't say what the, what the character's
1: like. A long time since I've seen the stage version of this. Yeah, you I know, don't. You, I don't remember that. Maybe I have blocked it out. you do not know, I mean, have to go to Stratford to see their production of Chicago
0: just to see what Mary Sunshine is like.
1: I think we need to reevaluate.
0: Yeah. I think we may have to go the Christine Baranski route with the character. I don't know. Because I like, because I like Fossey's idea of not trusting the media, but I don't know if there's a better way to do that now than having somebody cross-dress. Like,
1: like, like strip away the performance. You could, a, a perf- like that denotes that drag is, I mean, I don't know. Per- drag is a type of performance, but it's mm-hmm. very specific. Yes, to a community idea, <clears throat> like yeah, it, it, there's a reason why drag is a thing. it's yeah. not to have someone strip away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I really yeah. have to. I have to. I have to do some thought into that. Mm-hmm. I have to read more. I have to read more about it before I yeah talk about it. Absolutely. But drag is um, drag is something. Crucial, Celebr- it's a, yeah. It's a it's a celebration. Of, yes, yeah. It's a celebration. It's not a. I mean, it's a strip it's away. A, it's a performance. It's a high mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. of our identity, and yeah. we need that because mm-hmm. it's it's a protest. In, yeah. it, it, the performance is a protest.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Bob Fosse, you don't get to make that decision. Yeah, gay. you're not gay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah. Sorry, no, no, you don't get to make that decision. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think Dig. about it. I liked Christine Baransky doing it.
0: She was very I didn't good.
1: Know that it was that it was, but that sounds violent, and that sounds like um very aggressive. It doesn't even sound. It sounds violent. It sounds yeah. like a violent um invasion. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't, I think that's slightly appropriating, but yeah. I well, don't know. Yeah, well, I, we'll have to do there are different ways to do it. There are yeah. different ways to do it. Absolutely. Okay. But we need to be mindful of that. Yeah. We do. We do. It's not a novelty. No. Like when this was written, drag was a novelty. Right. Or the outside world viewed it as a novelty. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some of the outside world still views it as a novelty. <laughs> But it's like, there are many people who watch RuPaul's Drag Race that probably don't get it. Probably not. But it is a protest. It is a it is a, a, a performance to cover the, the pain. Yes. Do You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you don't get to take advantage of that. Sorry. No. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that hate me for saying that, but. I don't think you should be stripping down a woman either. I think there are different ways of. I think that I actually think the musical says it. Like mm-hmm. the media is making a big deal of it. You don't need to strip down a character to prove a point. To prove a point, that's a little over. That's yeah. OTT. That's that's bad direction. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the ending of the musical was created through
0: much trial and error. Fosse originally wanted to end the show by displaying that Roxy and Velma were no were not good no talents. So Fosse had the show end ironically with a horrible instrumental act double act with Roxy playing the saxophone miserably and Velma Kelly smashing on a drum kit. As you can tell the audiences did not like this ending um so that flopped and and Fosse asked Kerner and Ebb to write a song That was fun for current audiences, but for audiences of 1910 uh, era, when the show is set, that this would be a horrible, like, vaudevillian act. Like, it would flop miserably. So it had to do two things at once. So Kander and Ebb wrote the song Loop in the Loop. The song still flopped with audiences. And ultimately, they didn't understand why this musical with such two big talented actresses was ending on such a sour note. So in Philadelphia, Fosse had the duo write another song, this time to highlight Verdon and uh, Rivera. Kander and Ebb wrote the now final song nowadays in an hour. That's how fast they wrote that. Wow. And it's the one moment of the show where, where the actresses playing Roxy and Velma step beyond their characters and yield to kind of the showbiz handbook of, feature, of, doing, of ending the show on a big note. Versus the sour one that Fosse wanted. So the musical Chicago, a vaudeville show, opened on June third, nineteen seventy-five, at the. Oh
1: my 46- god! I had just turned two, everybody.
0: Uh, I a, a was day before yet. it
1: opened. Happy second birthday to me! There you go. Yeah,
0: the show opened at the Forty-sixth Street Theater. The, uh, on, uh, the opening night cast included Chita Rivera as Velma Kelly, Gwen Verdon as Roxy Hart, Jerry Orbach as Billy Flynn, Barney Martin, who many people know as Seinfeld's dad on the TV show Seinfeld, as Amos Hart. And the production ran for a total of 936 performances, closing on August. Yeah, very good. Closing on August 27th, 1977. The show was on the verge of closing when it ran into another setback, which was Verdon had to have surgery on, on her nodes in her throat after she inhaled a feather during the show's finale. So she had to step away and the producer contemplated closing the show, but Liza Minnelli stepped in and offered to play the role of Roxy Hart in the place of Verdon. So there you go, Liza. No. Look it.
1: <laughs> Look it. Liza is Liza. I don't know if she's a good actor. (laughs) I do not. I don't. I don't. I. We'll get into cabaret at some point, but I don't know about that. But okay. But poor Gwen Burden inhaled a feather. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. How do you mm-hmm. even do? Well, there's lots of feathers in this musical. It's vaudeville. There is. <laughs> but, is. exactly. Dude, like, holy, that's yeah. awful. I didn't know yeah. that bit of.
0: Wow. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Minnelli took over for slightly over a month from August 8th, 1975, through to September 13th, 1975. And that actually boosted the show's popularity and saved it until Verding came back and in, in returned to, in, in return to the show. And the musical itself was nominated for 11 Tony Awards. It won none of nice. them because, do you know what musical came out at the same time that overshadowed Chicago? What, what year? 75. A chorus line. Cor- of course! Came I was so gonna sh-
1: say that.
0: And it shut out Chicago completely. Like, Revere should have won for Best Supporting Actress. Or best, sorry, she, or sorry she's of your best leading actress. And I would much prefer Revere over Donna McEchnie in A Chorus Line.
1: Oh, no, Donna McEchnie was awesome at A Chorus Line.
0: She was, but it, eh, but I don't know. I, I, I like it's Raviera not more. a lead role, though. No, exactly. Well, she should have been supporting.
1: Yeah. Not lead. No. Raviera. because Peter like, Velma's not really the lead in that show either. They were nominated, both Vernon and uh, Revere were
0: nominated for both lead actress spots and Rivera won she didn't McKechnie won oh what should I mean by by like when a show shuts out at a whole bunch of other stuff it toured for a bit with Verdance in in the lead and then it went on the shelf and then it saw renewed popularity following the OJ Simpson murder trial uh, surprise, surprise. And was revived at the City Center Encore Series for a one-night concert on May 1996. The cast included Ann Rednick as Roxy. She also choreographed the con- the concert in Fosse style. We had B.B. Newworth as Velma Kelly, Joel Gray as Amos Hart, and James um, Newton as Billy Flynn.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah, the show was well-received and well-reviewed, and Barry and Fran Weisler brought the Encore's production to Broadway with some revisions and expansion, but retaining the spare minimalist set and costumes. Yeah. Uh, the show opened on November 14th, 1996 at the Richard Rogers Theater, the same theater where the original production had played. And unlike the original production, this revival was met with critical praise and it won Tony Awards. I love Phoebe Neuwirth. So good. So good. She's a great Velma. She's a fantastic Velma Kelly. I love it. And her. she won the Tony. She won the Tony for Best Leading Actress that year. Again, w- it's not a leading role. Oh, well. I, th- I, I don't know. I all but, yeah. that jazz. So exactly. There. Exactly. I mean, it won for Best Revival, Best Lead Actress for E.B. Newworth, Best Lead Actor for James Newton, Best Director for Walter Bobby, and Best Choreography for Anne Rednick. Ranking? Ranking. Thank you. you Thank you. The revival won six Tony Awards, uh, more than any other revival on Broadway, until South Pacific won seven Tonys in 2008, starring Kelly O'Hara. So Chicago has now run more than 9,000 performances. It's crazy. Yeah, and holds the record for the longest-running musical revival on Broadway. In ranking, B.B. Newworth, James Newton, and Gray have returned for cameo appearances throughout the, throughout, throughout the run. And on January 29, 2003, more than six years into its run, the Broadway production moved a second time to the Ambassador Theater where it has played ever since. And on November 23, 2014, Chicago became the second longest-running Broadway show, surpassing Cats. What? Yep. No. Indeed. So Phantom in Chicago, hold the lead. Over Chorus Lines? Yep. And Cats? Yep. Phantom?
1: Phantom in Chicago. Phantom's number one. Wow. I'm so glad I can say that I saw Phantom in its first year on Broadway. The best
0: time to see it. So other notable Roxy and Velmas, we've had quite a few. So we, we so as I said, we had Liza Minnelli, Sandy Duncan and ranking. Francis Raphael, the original Eponine okay. in Les Miserables. Okay. Ruthie Henshaw, the Fontine from the 10th Uh Anniversary Concert, Brooke Shields, Maria Friedman, Christy Brinkley, Wendy Williams, Ashley Simpson, and Modern Families' Sofia Vergara have all tackled one of the lead roles. Sometimes some actors have come back to play the other lead role.
1: And Renee Zellweger and Catherine
0: Zeta-Jones. We haven't gone to them yet. We're going to talk about them momentarily when we get to the movie.
1: (laughs) all right we're saving uh, love ruthie henschel that's
0: great yeah
1: yep. uh maria, maria freeman yep. yeah yeah who was before that francis for interesting yeah uh, other notable billy Flynn's
0: include cuba gooding jr no billy <laughs> billy ray cyrus no tay diggs who played the mc in the 20 uh, 2002 film version.
1: Yes, okay, Adam, uh, he's talented.
0: Yeah, Adam Pascal of Rent fame. Oh. Jerry Springer and Michael C. Hall, the guy who played Dexter.
1: He's a good actor. A lot of those were low for me. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr.
0: Okay, so the other big thing to this musical is that it was turned into a musical movie in 2002. Yes. Directed by Rob Marshall, starring Renee Zellwinger as Roxy's Catherine Zeta-Jones as Velma. Richard Gere as Flynn after Hugh Jackman was offered the role of Flynn and turned it down. Queen Latifah as Mama Morton, John C. Riley as Amos Hart, and Christine Baranski as Mary Sunshine, and Canadian actor Calm Fiore as Prosecutor Martin Harrison.
1: Shot in Toronto, Canada.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that was my next there's point. Lots,
1: yep. lots of Canadian talent in this bad boy. Cliff Sanders is in it. He plays Cliff the um, club. You have
0: the cl- you have he plays the club host at the beginning. Bruce uh, Eaton
1: plays the police photographer.
0: Yeah, there's Bruce. a whole bunch of them.
1: Bruce was in one of the versions of The Rake's Progress that I did. Great guy.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of good ones in there.
1: Jane Eastwood.
0: Yes. Great. Yeah. There's love a whole that.
1: Yeah. I love when Canadian talent is used.
0: Right? It's a nice thing. It's yeah. a very nice thing. But yeah, and then the musical itself won numerous awards, several Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Supporting Actress for Zeta-Jones. So... Oh, Supporting Actress. Well, they put her in Supporting this time.
1: Finally.
0: All right. So, Autumn, how'd you come to this show? <laughs> I'm going to say my same old.
1: I've known it a long time. It came out in 1975. I've known it for a long time. Did it on stage? Yeah. I saw it in London when I lived there. Okay. I feel like it's just part of my um, musical theater vernacular that I mm-hmm. I, I, I can't pinpoint yeah. a specific time or place. I've known all that jazz forever. That's, it's an iconic I song. I used to sing it for Kiwanis Music Festivals. So We're going to get to Kiwanis because... <laughs> Along with "La Jazz Hot" from Victor Victoria, those oh, were my, those are my two hits. There you go. I and being a you know, being a kid that danced, we used to like use some of Fosse's moves, of course. So, you know, and they would have been. been fairly new at that point. <laughs> the old jazz hands uh, move would have mm-hmm. been fairly fairly new. Mm-hmm.
0: So I came to this uh, through the film. I remember going out on a Friday to my local corner store in Oro station and renting it. And I was enthralled that, that like my dad watched two minutes of it and walked away. <laughs> yeah. And I watched it on repeat for the next two days. Cause it was so Perfect. good. Two day rental way to go Mac. I know. Right. I watched it and it's, it's, I will easily always rank it in my top five musical movies of all time. Right up there with Fiddler.
1: Yeah, it's a it's and a good it's a good adaptation. It's a very good adaptation. A Marshall, he's okay to direct musicals. Some he,
0: musicals.
1: He did well in Chicago.
0: He did awful in Nine and Into the Woods.
1: I didn't mind Into the Woods. We'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that one. I performed Mr. Cellophane for the Kuanas Music Festival competition. Um, see, there yeah. I, I I did it in the category where you perform two songs back to back, an up tempo and a slower ballad. So I performed this song in full baggy suit and oversized bow tie. And I and I and my and my other choice was Harta Hartaschaband from the producers. So two polar different songs, and you better darn well believe I won first place at that competition. <laughs> <laughs> i love that but yeah i mean i would love to play amos i think that'd be a f- great role to play i think you'd be good amos i can see myself as an amos yeah
1: i think that I, would be good. I can
0: see that so there you go autumn direct chicago and cast me as amos
1: okay done. done i don't think i could dance it though i would love a, to say i could dance it but that's why we have people we hire to come in and be like do the dance
3: well, you see the- my
1: choreography. I, you do five yeah. push-ups. Go. No. <laughs> hey, that training sequence was a work of art. I, it was a work of art. I, I didn't have to do it once. Notice. I know. I know. Yeah, I you never like it did it that way. <laughs> Thank you, 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 Doing Like a jump push-up over each other. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. Okay, so Adam, what are your top three songs of the show? What
1: is your number one? Well, number one is all that jazz. All
2: that jazz. Come on, babe, why don't we paint the town?
1: And all that jazz. And all that jazz. I'm to my. Did not make my list. Really? Yep. I just I love it. It sets it up. It's it's sexy. It's sultry. It's jazzy. Mm hmm. Great opening no? number. Yeah, Brings you, you into like the your world. Head and wear your buckle shoes. And all that jazz. But it's it's the in between's the it's the. Yes. Yay! I just, I love, I love that. Cause he does that in Sweet Charity too. That's mm-hmm. present, Yes. And it's so, it's fun. It's playful. It's mm-hmm. it's like a little wink wink. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. choreography in it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That and it also,
0: yeah. And it also tells you the world of the show. Like it doesn't set up yeah. plot like character wise. I mean, no. it does. It, it shows you, uh, aim or, um, Fred and Roxy doing their thing off stage, but what it does is it sets up the world. It tells you exactly. Yeah, it
1: says you what world are you're going to be in for murder mayhem, but it's all going to be okay because it's going to be sexy as hell. Yeah, and it's a fun. Slick. and this is just going to be one big production number. I mean, look at vaudeville. Vaudeville yeah. was all shtick. Yeah, and people ate it up. It was like a departure from their ordinary. And I mm-hmm. think that's what part of the satire of this this musical is is that it's the escapism and that's why people like murder. It's like yes. oh, It's escapist fun. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's big and they can it's it's something to imagine, right? Yeah. It's just tapping into those those dark dark places of the psyche mm-hmm. and letting you mm-hmm. in for a minute. And yeah and uh, taking advantage of that. Absolutely, and yeah, that's exactly it. That. It sets it up and it's sexy as hell. It is. The choreography in sexy number. is like, and the like, <laughs> amoeba is present. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I love me a good amoeba clump. It's a
0: very good amoeba clump.
1: I love it. <laughs> I think we should do a, a vlog of me just doing the amoeba. The amoeba. I love it. He is a full amoeba.
0: (laughs) It's good, right? I love it. I love it. So yeah, great first choice and a great. I. It's easily in the top ten of opening numbers for a show. Totally. Easily, like it's 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 iconic, and Katherine Zeta Jones kills it in the movie. She nails the song. Yes. I mean, she was just great in the movie in general. She's a highlight. Watching Zeta Jones. So fantastic! She or she openly she for sure deserved that Oscar. Yes, but yeah.
1: Even though they probably paid a lot of money for the Oscar, she she still deserved it. Oh yes, they did. They totally did. She's a great. She's a great dancer, man.
0: Mm Hmm. Well, she well she's a stage performer. People forget that's where Zeta Jones started. Yes. She was a West End stage performer,
1: dancer, musical. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm Hmm awesome mm-hmm. alright so my first choice was can you guess what it is Autumn
1: oh mm, let me think something what? you can see through Mr. Cellophane you got it
2: Cellophane Mr. Cellophane shoulda been my name Mr. Cellophane cause you can look right through me I walk right by me I never know I'm there i tell you Cellophane Mr. Cellophane Should've been my name Mr. Cellophane Cause you can look right through me I walk right by me I never know
0: Cellophane. You know I, mean, like, I mean like having performed the song I mean like come on it's it's got a special place in my heart I know and it is the epitome of the nice guy song and it's also an interesting because it comes midway through act two and it shows how invisible Amos is as a character because he hasn't had a song for the entire show and audiences generally don't notice that he hasn't had one. Like, Mary Not Sunshine. Him. I know, but like, every other character's had one. Mama Morton's had one. Roxy's had one. Velma's had one. Flynn's had one. Mary Sunshine's had one. Like, all, like all in the first act. And Amos
1: has no song in act one. He He's shows the up. the steady dude. He's the steady. Yeah. He is. He, he doesn't fly. He's the most genuine character oh. of the whole show yes but that's what makes him get lost in this musical yes exactly it's it's, yeah it's one of my least favorite songs in the show
0: is it on your other list yeah ah see no this one because it's also interesting because it's a mix of a soliloquy where amos is expressing his life philosophy and, and and while he's coming to terms with this spot in life he's also performing a failed i want song where he's building to this moment of notice me, notice me, notice me. And then at the end, he chickens out and just accepts his lot as being the invisible man.
1: a commentary on the everyman. Yes. Like and how we have like how evil gets noticed. Mm-hmm. How how we reward than, it. More than goodness. How we reward yes. it. Exactly. In that way it's it's very effective. I just mm. but for the reasons that humanity is the way it is, I don't like the song. <laughs> I am the, uh, I am the average viewer, I guess, in this case. I think it's, it's also just, just, it's also pedestrian. <laughs> da, 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 da. Exactly.
0: Well, that's exactly what it is. It is an honest depiction and it's showing the ripple effects of Roxy's actions on the world around yeah. her. We're like, cause we live in this world where everybody's trying to one up each other, but yet we forget about the ripples that affect things. Yeah.
1: I would, I would like to have him have his own musical. I would love a musical from his
0: perspective, whereas just what was Amos doing the whole time besides going bankrupt trying to save his wife? Who he knows committed murder, but yet he still sticks by her. I I know.
1: I know. I would rather it in a monologue, I think.
0: Hmm, that's true. I don't know. How, it'd be a really interesting monologue.
1: I understand the vaudevillian kind of take. Mm-hmm. or like when he's on the stand have another version of himself like maybe have someone be his clone and him walk mm. himself that Mensing would be, like almost like narrating his own journey yes but, like the feeling i never buy pity I, mm. I find it so very uninteresting to watch
0: i like your idea though having him kind of be outside himself, watching him on himself like on game,
1: viewing the world around him,
0: and yeah, that are looking right past him.
1: No one noticing him. He—he
0: he is the most unimportant witness. I like that. No, Autumn, yeah. we need to recap that, that moment for the show because I think that works great, really.
1: Bob. Yeah, but I think there needs to be something. There's, it's, yeah, pity. Pity is never interesting to watch on stage. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm like, oh well, who cares? Next, yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's not that I like. I feel bad for him. I, I think that's awful. But I think we, we, when he pities himself, he stops his journey. Right about therapizing himself rather than continuing Mm -hmm. the journey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Pity is pity Mm -hmm. is not active. Pity is mm-hmm. passive, so I I'd like him yes. to be doing something active in his passive mm-hmm. tone.
0: I love it. What's your number two?
1: My number two is The Gun Song.
0: That's my number three, so you and I got a match. It. He came toward me. With a pistol. From my bureau. Did you fight him? Like a tiger.
2: He had strength and she had none. And yet we both reach for the gun. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, we both, oh yes, we both
0: oh yes, we both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Oh yes, we both reach for the gun for the gun. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, they both, oh yes, they both,
2: oh yes, they both reach for the gun, the gun,
1: the gun, the gun. Oh yes, they both reach for the gun for the gun. Woo woo It's like Tinder, musical yes. Tinder dating. I love it. <laughs> I love that too. They squat right on the gun song. Um we the both reach I, for it. I just think it's uh I think the puppet show, like it's like parade, the puppet show and parade. Like it's it's macabre, it's mm-hmm. uh over the top, it's yep. it's overt with purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dig it. I dig it. I think yeah. uh sorry Gwen Verdon, I know Mm -hmm. you're an awesome dancer. This is not a slight at you at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as a directorial vision. It works. It works. Because Mm -hmm. the, like, look at the legal system puppets you. And even, Mm -hmm. like, they are your voice. Mm -hmm. They are your voice. And most of the time they mm it up. And it's him. It's like, oh no, we're staying on my track. And it's yeah. so, it's yeah. like she becomes the it's fantastic.
3: Yeah.
1: It's so, it's like a freak show. Like it is. old time carnival, over the top, here's the ringmaster. With all of his mm-hmm. his you know his things, and he's man- mm-hmm. it's manipulative. It's it's in a, a way it's violent. Yep. and I, I I it's a searing commentary on the legal system, and I love that.
0: I also think it's a searing commentary on our media because my first note of the song is this is like the real big news song from Parade. It's the manipulation of the media yeah and it's the whole thing where we as an audience know roxy is guilty this was not in this is not a yeah. it's, this is totally not what happened but as billy flynn knows you spin the story in a certain way you build up sympathy with the media and it's what johnny cochran did for oj where when the media first started the trial oj was the bad guy he was everybody believed he was guilty.
1: He was guilty. He
0: is guilty. Oh, I know he's guilty. But he it's, was
1: he is but it was but it was, he but it was live it was, that truth every single day. Mm-hmm.
0: But it, yeah, but it was Johnny Cochran who was able to spin the media in the other direction. And that's exactly what Billy Flynn does. And it's that whole idea of how a good story or a different take that sounds good like, or has a catchy tagline like we both reach for the gun it's that same type of it's find the tagline it's yeah. the razzle dazzle <laughs> The song is infectious and oh, the yeah. audience itself become buys in, buys into that line the oh yes so oh, yes so oh, yes we both oh yes we both reach for the gun the gun the gun the gun oh yes we both reach for the gun for the Stay gun like, yeah
3: they both oh yes they both reach for let the me hear gun, it the gun, the gun, the gun. oh yes they both reach for the gun, for
2: the gun. a little louder yes, oh yes oh yes oh, yes they vote. oh yes they vote. oh yes they vote. oh yeah oh yes they both reach for the gun, for oh the gun.
0: that's what it is and it's that yeah. whole thing of the audience buying into this flyn perspective of the story and it's showing how easily we do that when we know Somebody is guilty and wrong. But yet we still go, oh, well, I mean, there could have been another guy. I mean, the glove You've didn't fit. so we got to agree.
1: We'll follow. Yeah. Right? It's like in a pantomime. Mm-hmm. Whoever is yeah. holding up the sign, you're going to go with them in that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're telling me to boo for this person? Oh, okay. Like we're sheep. <laughs> we are sheep. Uh, we
0: are
3: sheep. I don't want to okay. be a
1: sheep. Autumn, I mean, we're sheep all sheep. are cute. I am not a sheep. I think that's my problem in the world. I'm not a sheep. Maybe I'm a herder. Herder of sheep. There you go. Man. So what's
0: your third choice?
1: My third choice is Nowadays, and the Hot hot Honey Rag.
2: You can that's good
1: isn't it grand isn't
2: it great isn't it swell isn't it fun isn't it but
1: nothing stays I, I do love it it's a great finale I love the dance I love, I love the introspection it's like it was good. Isn't it great? You know, mm-hmm. you can, you can hang around with Harry, Harry and make out with us like, around in the same time. Like yeah. it, it's kind well, of like, it's, a,
3: eh,
0: nothing's well, changed. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, it's not changed, but it has, I mean, it's following what Fosse's direction was, which was create an ironic ending where if you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics are fluff. Oh, but yeah. the dance and the showmanship of the number is what sells that number. And well, it's there, the same it's thing as what Roxy and Velma are. It,
1: it's a frustration mm-hmm. that, you know, they were in the limelight and now mm-hmm. they're out in the real world. And what does it take? Like it's a, they're, they're g- going through the statement of what does it take to get ahead? Yeah. It's great. Well,
0: for them, they come out on top though, because they become a hot double bill jazz act. They succeed. But what did they
1: have to do to get there? Work with the person they hate the most, which is each other. (laughs) But bigger than that, they had to kill somebody. Yes. What are the personal ramifications of that? Like, what does OJ Simpson have to live with every single day? That's why prison is not, I don't think, an effective rehabilitation tool. Because, it doesn't matter where you live you have to sit in the thing that you've done do you know what i mean it's lady make that they sit there mm-hmm. well, well the you, damn spot you you hope they sit there you yeah hope i don't think that,
0: i don't think roxy or velma or oj simpson ever sit and lament who they killed
1: i don't know i don't know about i don't it. think they do I think that's an interesting uh, actor choice to make. I mean, maybe Velma with like the whole I can't do it alone number. My sister
3: and I had an act that couldn't flop. My sister and I
2: were headed straight for the top.
1: My sister and I earned a vow a week at least. Oh yeah. But my sister is now unfortunately deceased.
0: I think you could paint some. Yeah, remorse in there, where she's reliving the moment with her sister, going, "Oh yeah, I shot her. <laughs> I don't have this anymore." And the whole idea is to try to recapture that with Roxy.
1: But so you, I it, that, it, that could it, be an it, acting
0: choice. But I think overall, their characters don't feel any remorse.
1: It, I think once you get to, uh, I don't know, I don't know about that. Maybe I'm an optimist about society. Maybe, but I, mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can go through life not bearing some kind of cross. If you
3: easy
0: you're it, psychopathic or, or um or um or unless, unless you feel no a, emotion. a sociopath. unless you're
1: unless you're sociopath, I don't believe those two characters are. Mm. I don't believe they are. And I think if you play them that way, it, it's not a, a. I don't think it's great musical if they're played that way. I think Fair it's enough. good to give them nuance. And I think that's what makes it interesting. Mm. I mean, everyone has nuance. We can't, you know, even the most horrific people have nuance.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? That's true. So I, I think. There's more to question. I think nowadays does that when they're like doing their they're together but there there's something forced about that last number.
0: Well it is. It's a it's a forced finale where Fosse didn't want it that way. He wanted the ironic bad number to show how hollow these people are. And instead you get this big razzle dazzly show number at the end. There's a, a forcedness.
1: Yeah, see, I don't think that. I think he found the irony in the in the movement or the way that they danced it. Mm. Found it. There you go. Because it's it's kind of like they're getting through, but there's there's a weight there, and maybe Mm -hmm. that was the brilliance of his choreography and finding the irony in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe. Because satire, satire only works if there's a glimmer of truth in it. Do you know what I mean? That's you can't, true. You can't. It's like good comedy. Good comedy has to have some tragedy in it. And vice versa.
3: Yep.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Like, satire is shining a light on the reality of a situation and the pain of it. So mm-hmm. it can be as glitzy and as glam as you want. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it.
0: Okay so my third choice is when you're good to mama
2: Got a little motto always see me through when you're good to mama mama's good to- for mama she'll do
1: one for you yeah mama's good to you exactly it is
0: a great snake oil song it ranks right up there with the master of the house the legend of miss baltimore crabs hello little girl feed me it is it, yeah. it, it, it it's a it's a seductive yes. song that's that's also very hypnotic. Like the rhythm of that song draws you in to Mama Morton. It makes you trust in her, even though she is not a trustable character at all. She she, she she's someone who clearly extorts her her power for for more power.
1: Well, it's a it's a she's representing the judicial system, isn't she? Yes. The prison. Well, system. she is yeah and
0: exactly she's it. tipping the scales in your favor but you pay a price to tip it's, the scale in, in that favor it.
1: there there are dirty people everywhere yeah dirty people there Ugh. are so there are drugs get into places for a reason yep uh contraband stuff gets into prisons for a reason mm. i mean I've There's watched a whole orange movie about that new black i know mm-hmm. as i've watched orange is the new black yeah What's the whole thing? Just kidding. I've watched a like lot it. of movies where...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. That uh, I mean, look Nick at Morton and Shawshank Redemption. It's the same type of like Mama Morton distorting the system
1: for their gain. Look at it it's about again survival and achieving something. Um mm-hmm. great. People mm-hmm. want it's the reason why people are drawn to these systems, right? Because I think yeah. that in um use it to their own yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: i think that really shines a light on the dirty it shines a light on the dirty systems yes and that's great it, it doesn't make mm-hmm. it likable though no like i have the song is likable oh the, yeah it's she's the very is charming very, yes. and queen latifah killed this mm-hmm. role she killed she did, it
0: and that's why she was nominated for an oscar for it yes but um zeta jones beat her for best supporting actress
1: i know i know but i mean what this number is that's hmm? what money and 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 uh advocating for yourself can do especially when Absolutely. you're married the like hollywood's royalty royalty mm-hmm yeah. And I mean, like,
0: you also get the whole idea of race in this song, where this role is now commonly played by a, a Black woman. Yeah. And yet in the prison setting, race and class don't seem to matter as much, because she's the one who who has the money and holds the keys to the cells. She's the one who comes out on top, and it's that whole idea of race and, and money just kind of going away for the sake of power, who has the power in the place. Yeah. Because you think in, in in this era of Chicago, a black woman would not have this type of power, but no. yet within this one small world she lives in, she has the most power yeah. of of the place, and she's extorting it on top of them. And I know some people say this is a very this is a number showing off that she's a lesbian, of a Morton. I go, I don't I, I don't think this is a number about sex. This is a number about money, and and the money and power and how that drives the situation.
1: Yeah, I don't look at it as about sex. It's about getting what me you neither. need. Me neither. Yeah, exactly. Let me, it's not even about what you want. It's what, what she needs. Like, she's mm-hmm. only lived a horrible life, and now she has some kind of control?
0: Exactly. I don't know. She's, she's almost like the character of Umbridge from Harry Potter, where where she doesn't have ultimate power, but in the little corner of the world she has power. She, she... Watching a mess um, of stuff Maximizes and, it. Like, Yeah. It's the quiet ones who sit and who pluck away at their little area of control. They don't overstep to try and get bigger control. It's just, I will maximize my area of power. And that's exactly what Mama Morton does. That's exactly what Umbridge does. They take okay. that little power they have and they maximize it. And it's wonderful. And that's what the song is. It's okay. a great... Piece of showing what little power can do to someone.
1: I agree. I like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now we're into the three songs we either skip or remove. And you've already re- revealed one of them, which was your Mr. Cellophane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> my number one is uh, Funny Honey. What is the world?
3: Slandered my name. Why he'd be right there. Taking the blame. He'll me so, and it
2: all suits me fine. That funny sunny honey
3: hubby.
0: Roxy's first number of the show. It's boring.
3: You know <laughs>
0: like it just plunks along. And the lyrics are important though because the lyrics show Roxy's inner machinations and how what she thinks of her husband and how she thinks she can get off. By blaming Amos for it, but for the murder. But ultimately he he portrays her and has one moment of backbone in the show.
1: And then feels but, guilty about it.
0: Yeah. But like after all that jazz, this is numbers like a bucket of cold water. Like I always skip this. Yeah, song.
1: no, I agree. Like it's just
0: not I, interesting to me.
1: I have to be honest, mm-hmm. other than my three favorite songs, I kind of skip. I do a lot of skipping. Do you? Yeah, because for me, it's it's a visual. It's a visual musical. Yes. It's not. I mean, all that jazz is very singable, mm-hmm. and that like the other uh, the the patter song that is the gun song. Yeah. No one's gonna sing that in their car. No. I mean, there might be a few. I'm not. sure I do. They <laughs> go for it. Mm-hmm. But it's not the one I would go to. Like, it's not a soundtrack musical. No.
0: I mean, some of it is. I mean, I, I think that's what the movie did well, is they put the soundtracky songs from the show and kept them and then cut the rest. Rob Marshall was very good at adapting that, where he cut yeah. the songs that didn't work. And just, yeah. went, and just went,
1: no, don't need it. I, for me, it's like one of those ones I need to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, for me, it's very different than Cabaret or even Sweet Charity in that way. Mm-hmm. They're not, those are more singable. Right. But this is like, mm, mm-hmm. so I skip, <laughs> I skip, I don't yeah. know, three, and even, even nowadays I skip sometimes. I'm like, I'd rather watch this. Yeah. Well, it's the dance at the end.
0: It's that, it's, 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 the, I it's like the impressive the- duet
1: dance at the end. The, hun- the The rag at the end is what makes that number. Yep. And I, I like, I, I like seeing this. I like seeing it move. I think the movement of this is the storyteller.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's not like Kiss the Spider Woman. Do you know no. what I mean? Like, yeah, I
0: know exactly what you mean.
1: It's not, it's not a sing, it's not singable. No. Like it is singable in a mm-hmm. way, but it gets a little the same after a yeah.
0: while. Like, mm-hmm. like vaudeville. Yeah. The acts all kind of meld together after a while.
1: Yeah, like I wouldn't listen to a vaudeville CD. Would anybody? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are a few Chicago lovers out there that would. Mm-hmm. But I I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So okay. I have two more songs. Okay, you go
0: for it. I have Class. Whatever
2: happened to Class? Class. Oh. doors there ain't no ladies now there's
0: only pigs and whores and even kids will knock you down so say can pass nobody's got no class mm-hmm. which is the mama Morton and elma kelly duet but the song's not necessary like it's the whole idea of, of the world not having any class and it's like okay we get that but this comes at the end of Act Two, so we cut away from the trial for this song, and it's like, no, you don't need it. You don't need it. Like, there's a reason why Ro- like Rob narrative. Marshall filmed it. Yeah like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like, there's a reason why Ro- 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 Rob Marshall filmed this number, and then went, don't need it, and cut it from from the good. movie. Way to go, Rob. And it's like that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> and then my last song is a little bit of good. which we talked about, which is the Mary Sunshine song, which I'm sorry, the nonstop male falsetto gets really grinding after a while. And it's, and it's not for me. I may have to be a number I see performed to get what that appeal of that number is.
1: But again, I'm going to do some research into this one because I forgot that it ended that way. And yeah.
0: I mean, in some productions, he just rips Mary Sunshine's wig off. Apparently, in the original production, he stripped Mary Sunshine down to her boxers. So I don't know if they've adapted it now to make it a little bit less uh, violent. I don't know. I don't know. There's a
1: lot of uh, like some of the choices just seem very overt. Mm-hmm. And I don't need people talking about class. I don't like. I don't need the overtness. You get the overtness in Razzle Dazzle.
2: When you're in trouble, go into your dance. Though you are stiffer than a girder, they'll let you get away with murder. Razzle dazzle, and you've got a romance.
1: I don't like that song either. Like it's so. It's not smart, like the gun song. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's I very.
0: A it, it's, it, very it, it, it's a sledgehammer song. It's like if you yeah. didn't get the message already.
1: Like, and here's that's a song
0: that's going to tell you exactly what this number is.
1: And I kind of think, I, you know, I'm I'm reminded why I didn't enjoy viewing it the other day is because it is a sledgehammer musical. Mm-hmm. It's like gong gong. Did you get it? Gong gong. <laughs> hello, hello. The world is back. Yeah. Gong gong. I'm invisible. Gong gong. <laughs> the legal system is gonna wow you. Sounds like, like you're doing go, the law and
0: order sound.
1: <laughs> I know. Don't don't <laughs> Do a dance to that. You could. I don't know. It's a little. It's not. For me, it's not their best musical. You had Cabaret more than Chicago. Oh, like
0: 3,000-fold. Well, we will get to Cabaret. Oh, I should
1: have said, I. you know, the other song I do listen to is Cell Block Tango.
2: There's Veronica and Charlie doing number 17, The Spread eagle was in such a state of shock i completely blacked out i can't remember a thing it wasn't until later when i was washing the blood off my hands i even knew they were dead <laughs> they had it they, had it they had it they had it they had it they took up power law i didn't know that they used it. fight like the natives of
1: south america that i was wrong and oh, the us
0: mentioned right. that well, we kind of talked about it in episode one where we, where we examined it as a villain song, which is what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is a villain song in a way. Yeah. And, um, and it's an
0: exposition song as well.
1: And a soliloquy in a yeah. way. It's just sung by six different people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I do, I, I like that. I like, yeah. I love that song and the choreography yeah. in that is amazing. Oh,
0: it's so good.
1: That's so but cool. it's almost like a direct repeat of except for the tango part of it. So and It's very
0: it's very similar to all that jazz. Is
1: well, that it's of- not, it's very similar to Big Spender.
2: So let me get right to the point. I don't pop my cork for every guy I see.
1: Yeah. I mean it's, it has a similar I mean he had a similar style but yeah. It just instead of an actual bar it's bars. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so but true. I do like it. I do like it and I like that yeah. they're unforgiving and yes. But I think it would be nice to see more of a journey. Like mm. you know I mean like it's yeah. overtly it's very black and white. I mean yeah. that's what it is and I yeah. I like, I like a little bit more gray. That's why I like mm. Cabaret better. Fair That's enough.
0: Good. Thank you.
1: Okay, here we go. Thank you.
0: That's another big question. Does this musical still play place in our culture today? And should it be revived? Well, it's already being revived. It's the second longest running revival. It's a huge show. And I guarantee you, this will be one of those shows that survives COVID-19. Where we will come back and this show will still sell. <laughs> this show will not be one of those shows that closed because of COVID-19
1: yeah no it's still making money and why like why are people going to it i think it's as you said it's
0: murder it's sexy and people buy into that yes
1: Yes, they do you're right and and, and, i think think it's very i think there are other musicals that do murder better it is but it's also is the safe
0: choice where like phantom and cats where people know the show now People go, oh, I know Chicago. So oh, I'm going to okay. go to New York and see a Broadway show. I don't want to take a risk on some show I don't know and spend I know, how but much it's money. also a I'll safe spend money in Chicago
1: of content because of its black and white view of the world. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know if people read the satire anymore. Like it's past its satire. I don't know if the revival lends
0: itself to satire just because it's such a minimalist, very know. concert version of the show where. yeah. I don't know. I've never seen the revival. I wish I had. I haven't seen it yet. When it comes to Toronto, maybe I will go see it. But like, yeah, like the revival, I don't know if it lends itself to satire. Where like, in the original, it was a show full of color and big sets and over the top and it it worked. This, I don't know. I don't know if, I I, I don't know if a minimalist production lends itself to satirical satire of the show.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I just don't think that it's interesting anymore. I think it's still is um, a place. I just don't know if it's the best example of what it's talking about, as you said. I don't know. I don't know if it should be revived anymore. I think it's done. <laughs> Bring back cabaret. Then, yeah. Or parade. Oh, parade. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The <laughs> problem is those are scary. Mm, that's they true. make you confront things.
0: Right. Chicago will make you laugh at things. Chicago makes you. Well, it's
1: it's it's very black and white. It's very good and bad. It's very it's in your face and it's very general. Yes. Not not nuanced, really. That's for sure. No, it is not. I think no. You know, that's what people like to go see. Like, like, yeah. I would prefer hairspray which is over the top, mm-hmm. it has a lot of the same elements, mm-hmm. but it has, the story is better. Mm, that's true. Like we just get these manipulative women mm-hmm. and I don't you're Controlled by that. a very manipulative man. I just don't know if that's interesting. I don't know if that's interesting anymore yeah i don't know i don't know a like, um, like mouthpiece for the male ideal mm-hmm. i think only a really smart audience will get it and i don't yeah. think that's the majority of most audiences that go to the theater unfortunately mm-hmm. or it's at at going to see a musical show. to see musicals yeah yeah and it's a very different demographic it's mm-hmm. fun it's like hey! mm-hmm. you know it's not yeah yeah so, no. i don't think so even though I know it will. I think it's an interesting piece to study. I don't think it's no. Think you think we should Hard move enough. on to
0: something new.
1: Something new. Time to okay, share. Or it maybe out. maybe revisit it and hmm. recreate
0: it. You no know, autumn, I think it's just begging for you to do a, to, to to direct it.
1: It's kinda like Oklahoma, right? Like yeah. yeah. That's great. Oklahoma's fine. But it's full of so many, there's, there are things that need to be looked at. hmm And. You got to do some excavating. Huge. Yeah. We have to make these relevant. Yes. Or they just become, you know. Show pieces. Yeah. Fuck. Show period pieces. Uh, so okay. that's
0: it for this episode. Another good kickoff to the season yes as it were we're now two episodes in two Two musicals completely
1: different musicals
0: very different very different Uh, but both very popular to to mass audiences yes so Uh. thank you all for listening thank you to mr brody well once again for creating our theme music listen to him way to go brody yes listen to him on all his father flows this media platforms he's got some great new tracks out that you definitely want to explore especially Uh, if you're a new parent there's a lot of great stuff out there for you. He talks wonderfully. He's a fantastic uh, writer and artist. Go so so ready to go. And then you can reach us at all our social media platforms at before the downbeat, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, Every week we do clues and fun facts, and we 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 over COVID nineteen we've been doing live streams oh, yeah. of musicals. I don't know if we're going to be doing them at this point because this will be coming out in May. So hopefully by then we're going to be wrapping up COVID. Who knows? Uh, we will see. We hope. We hope.
1: Are we not? Yeah. I like my home. Great home is
0: nice. here. Home is nice, but I do want to get back in the room with you, Autumn. It, it, it's not yes. the same not being with you talking about this talking across the screen
1: we're doing pretty
0: good though we are we are we are and the big announcement is we do have a patreon page now (laughs) so yes if you want to help us keep the lights on here and keep the show going because you know the show takes time and it takes energy and we're busy people so we want to definitely keep this going but if you want to help us out we it's much appreciated we have many levels for you Uh, Find us on Patreon at BeforeTheDownbeat. And our levels include our uh, $3 and under uh, per month, which is a great, amazing audience member tier where you get our ever-loving gratitude for what you do. We have the stage crew tier, which is $5 a month, where you get to do a a shout-out from us at the end of the season. You also get our monthly schedule, assistant stage manager level which is ten dollars and up which is where you get to the schedule you get a shout out at the end of each month as well as you get to watch our movie musical commentaries then you also get our then there's the stage manager tier, which is fifteen dollars a month which is where we will give you the schedule at the beginning of the month you'll get a shout out at the end of each episode so 14 shout outs each season and you'll be able to cast a vote for which movie musical we will cover in our monthly commentary, as well as you'll be able to listen to our theater news review episode on Patreon, as well as our top 10 list episode two. Fun times there. Yeah. Yeah. And then above that, you have our director tier, which is $20 a month. And that is where you will not only get to cast a vote for your movie musical of the month, you will also be one of the people who could be picked to choose a movie musical of the month. As well as you could be picked to choose our top ten topic list, two, uh, and then you also get our schedule at the beginning of the month, as well as an episode show note at the end of each episode as well, because you know we love shouting out our lovely supporters. Woo! Indeed. Uh, and then the 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 bit the big tier is the $25 conductor level tier, which is where we will send you our season schedule. You will then send us your three audio clips of you talking about three of the shows we'll be talking about this month and we will incorporate that into the episode when I edit them. And you will be able to be featured in the episode as well as you'll be able to cast a vote uh, for, for our movie musical. You'll be able to be chosen to potentially do a top 10 topic or a option for our movie musical commentary so as well as our schedules and shout outs as well so great stuff all around check it out we'd love your support to keep the show going we are so excited to have you on this journey with us autumn where can they find you
1: all the places autumn dm smith at instagram autumn smith on facebook uh littlewood smith my business name on all the things mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and i'm at Mackenzie horner on all social media platforms check us out Whew. we're lots of fun other than that we will see you next time on our next movie musical uh and we will movie musical. we will see you at our next musical <laughs> <laughs> and we no, look good. forward to having a guest join us uh in within the next few episodes So we will be uh, announcing who that guest will be in our preview for the, for for our next episode. Uh, And yeah, we will go from there, everybody. We will see you very soon. Stay tuned. Uh, Avoid, um, as Billy Flynn says, avoid liquor and jazz as it does not lead to good things. Cause you know, we both reach for the gun, Autumn, all that jazz. Nowadays, all that good stuff. All that
3: jazz. That jazz. by H.